Hello and welcome to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. On this week's episode, we have a special guest, film and music composer Ali Helnwein. Listen in while he and Tony go over their hand-picked list of favorite film scores. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. It's a brand new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, and I am your host, Tony the Movie Guy. And on tonight's episode, I have a special guest, Ali Helnwein. Hello. So, <laughs> Ali, um, your, your family, I grew up with uh, your brother, actually, in England. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so cool to have you out here. Uh, you're, you come from a family of incredible artists. Uh, you're an Emmy-winning artist yourself. You do music composition. You've worked on films, TV. Um your stuff is really good as well, like really, you know, operatic. Thank you. Um, I'm really happy to have you on, on the show. And I'm really, I think it's totally fitting that we are going to kind of deep dive into movie scores. Yeah, as well. that'll be fun. Yeah, that's going to be really fun. And, you know, that's kind of the basic format of the show. I have my list. Uh, you have yours. But I also, it's good to kind of chat with you and get to know about you a bit more so uh, welcome on the show buddy thank you appreciate it thanks for having me yeah yeah of course well first of all how did you come to los angeles because <laughs> i just discovered through you know a mutual friend that you were here i was like oh very cool i'd love to have him on the show that's awesome uh yeah i mean i i moved out to la kind of right after finishing high school actually and um when i first got here i apprenticed at hans Zimmer's music studio for about a year okay just kind of doing everything from getting the coffee to little music tasks and like things, you, do, you know, man, and yeah. learning. <laughs> and then after that, I worked for uh, David Campbell, you know, an uh, arranger, orchestrator for many yeah, years. He's a genius. I know who the man is. <laughs> How old are you when you came out here? I was, uh, I must have been like 19 or something. Okay, well, I guess that somewhat explains the accent because it just dawned on me. You sound pretty much American. Oh, that was out to L.A., I was yeah. in the States on and off oh, kind of my whole life. So that's okay. like, yeah. All right. Yeah. So did you ever have a British accent? Not really? Uh, I don't think so. I think I had like a German British accent <laughs> at one period of my life. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah. All right. So you came to LA when you were 19. You were working for David Campbell. Mm -hmm. And then how did you get into, uh, you know, music composition? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been really interested in music and composition and when I first, first moved to LA, I think I was more interested in classical music and doing, you know, concert music and classical music strictly. That's really what you do as well, isn't it? But you kind of... Kind of, yeah. You have modern themes. That's kind of more where I come from, yeah. yeah. But then just working both at, you know, Hans's and then David's, uh, I think I just fell more and more in love with film music and also just started appreciating and understanding the you know, the art form of scoring right. to film and working with picture, working with edits, working with, uh, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and so awesome. kind of in that process, I, I started just scoring uh, films that friends of mine were were making, you know, little indie shorts and stuff and kind of just branched out from there, you know. And kind of grew from there because mm -hmm. now that's your professional job, right? Exactly, yeah. And you do it very well. Thank you. You did um, a whole bunch of shorts with like 
a crazy amount of A-list celebs like George Clooney, Brad mm-hmm. Pitt, Kate Blanchett. Um, but their the music really stood out, especially the Kate Blanchett one. Oh yeah, like, that is cinematic that music, and that's why I said like your composition. It's very operatic right yeah that's like multiple instruments yeah it's it, there's a lot of like yes kind of like symphonic stuff in there a lot of you know big orchestra stuff are you playing everything yourself or you have like, no i'm not i'm or? not <laughs> i mean I, I you know obviously on lower budget indie shorts <laughs> you often end up having to play more right, right than right. you would like to maybe but uh most of those i'll bring in musicians you know and also being in LA as a composer feels spoiled because there's so many talented uh, right. musicians. Musicians, I mean, yeah. Any any instrument you need, any style, you know, right. you can get someone same day within hours if you need to. That's so true. I it's say awesome. that all the time. We're so lucky to be here. Yeah. You know, there's people who bitch about Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I love it. I love Los. It's Angeles. amazing. Yeah. People I, are really motivated here and yeah. really want to work. You know. You just have to find the right people to hang out with and associate with. You know, there's a lot of good people yeah. and there's so much opportunity. Oh yeah. Um, but. Do you do your own arrangement and like conducting as well at times? And I do, yeah. You have multi talents, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pumping you up here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I I do like to compose and then also do the orchestrations, arrangements, and conduct whenever I can because I think conducting is a creative choice in the end, you know. So how you conduct an ensemble and how you work with a musician in the end kind of affects the outcome of the performance, which I think yeah. is super important, you know, at least the kind of scores that I like. And then there were a few other things that were high, like Bad Roomies, you scored mm-hmm. that. It's a movie I, I really enjoy. <laughs> My wife and I love it. The OA, I saw you did music on the OA. I, I did music for the trailer. For, well, that's fine. Not for the show. <laughs> no, I love I did the that trailer, show. Yeah. I can't wait till it comes back. Season two's been taking like two or three years to make. I know, the show so is so you, good. You did the music for that trailer. Exactly. I saw that clip. Yeah, yeah. What? It's damn good. <laughs> so do you, so that really is your kind of, that's the area, the kind of the operatic, really kind of classical, but I see hints of modern stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I love kind of experimenting and approaching new realms and different ideas, you know, right. I don't love sticking with one thing, but um, I think just having grown up with classical music and, you know, playing violin growing up, I have a big appreciation for classical music and orchestration and that's awesome you know man. yeah that's great i was gonna ask you how many instruments do you play you play the violin yeah so that's like what what you grew up playing that's my main instrument yeah okay, but then awesome. as a composer i guess you kind of collect Dabble different instruments and <laughs> <laughs> are forced to you know play little things here and there you can crush it on the violin i'm all right <laughs> <laughs> you're modest it's a hard instrument okay and then you've also worked on composition on like uh, albums like you worked mm-hmm. on one of uh, Florence uh, and the Machines albums which... arrangements yeah exactly oh my yeah God, I absolutely and orchestrations love it. which album so it's the how big how, how blue how beautiful album yeah that's a great album that's awesome I think she yeah. got a Grammy nom for that album actually she, she won did a right few, well she won several Grammys yeah she's a great artist and then you no worked, it's, it's amazing yeah and then you worked on a Grammy winning uh, album. Exactly. Yeah, I worked on Dracarossa, uh several albums of his. Actually, I'm not familiar. With He's this a artist. really, really big uh, uh, Puerto Rican musician. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, that's so R- cool. Really talented musician. To be able to work in all these different fields on movies, music. Yeah, it's pretty great. It and is. Then, yeah, but, but your uh, passion is to like. What are your What are you your goals? What are you looking to achieving? I mean, I. 
want to continue doing what I'm doing, and I'd love to just keep uh, working on film, honestly, you know. So working film, on film. that's your real passion. Yeah, film. Awesome. And I do still want to, you know, write classical music, but I just really love the, the art form of writing for film. You know, it's just fascinating how it's such a collaborative art form, which is totally different than classical music because right. in classical music, you kind of have like a blank slate of a blank piece of paper. You can choose any key, any tempo, any length, any format, you know. Whereas, uh, you know, for film, it's a great challenge working with someone's edit, working with the visions and ideas that a director has, working with the right. actors, seeing if you're playing with the actor's character or against it. If you're, you know, you have to put how you're timing a scene to life, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you're very good at what you do. Again, I mean, I checked out um, some of your work, some of the clips. Um, I was really impressed with, again, how cinematic was. Mm -hmm. So it's very fitting for, for film and movies. So Thank I, you. I hope you keep going. I hope your career, you know, really takes off on that. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, um, and where, before we get started on the actual, you know, topic, we're going to discuss movie scores. Where can people find you, Ali? Um, on social media. I think it's all just Ali Helnwein. Okay. A-L-I-H-E-L-N-W-E-I-N. Cool. And you have Instagram, a website, Ali Helnwein. And my website, same thing, com. just my name, dot com, yeah. Very clean and simple. <laughs> okay, awesome, man. All right, well, are you ready? Yeah, definitely. Okay, good. So here's what we're going to do. Movie scores. Mm -hmm. and, and what I like about this is, A, I'm very interesting for your perspective. Right. Because um, I think it's going to be kind of very rich and nuanced. And mm -hmm. mine's just going to be like, it sounds good. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also what I like is we've talked, I've talked about on the podcast uh putting a spotlight on composers before right but not really on movies with the best scores right so i felt we brushed over some films that to me just have some of the most iconic and incredible scores ever yeah um, i mean it's a massive subject i mean it's huge. it's impossible to cover everything but yeah. right and this isn't going to be by any means complete but it's going to be more complete than any other podcast out there on movie <laughs> scores I, I guarantee you, because yeah. uh, that's what a lot of people do. They'll kind of skim over a subject. Right. So, uh, you know, we've got our list. We'll go back and forth. Um, I really am interested in your um, feel free to go on tangents is what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. your perspective is going to be really interesting to me. And some of uh, my favorite episodes and the most fascinating episodes is when it's been on topics I'm not the most familiar with. Mm -hmm. You know, you can talk about actors, actresses. I've done like costume design yeah makeup that's awesome with yeah. Amima Ramsey, i love that one yeah who who told me about you and she was great and you know composition and it was amazing to me how much i thought you know this episode is going to go on for 30 minutes there's right. not much i can talk about an hour and a half later we couldn't <laughs> stop talking I know. as you can see right now that's awesome yeah all right man well you're the guest so uh you first uh we're gonna do best movie scores definitely yeah my list is Partially on the more eclectic side, which I like might that. make it interesting. I feel no. like we there's going to be maybe less crossover or maybe not. I don't know. Well, that's great because <laughs> mine is probably mainstream, <laughs> hardcore. And I, which is I cool. threw a few in there right? because I, I feel I'm a bit of a connoisseur as well. Mm -hmm. but, I mean, you're going to score me, my friend. All right. What you got? So first is Under the Skin by Mika Levy. Ooh, have you have you seen is, the that's film? That's the Scarlett Johansson movie. Exactly, yeah. That was a creepy movie, and the music definitely stands out. Yeah, the music is amazing. I mean, I, I saw the film literally because of the score, because I saw the trailer for the film that they luckily actually use the score on, which is super rare for trailers, actually. And oh. I just remember thinking to myself, man, if this is the music for this film, 
I need to go see this, you know? It was spooky. It really set the tone. Super unique. Yeah, just yeah. really, really fascinating. That was such a weird movie, man. Do you yeah. love that movie? I like it a lot. I, no, yeah. no, I like that movie, but it was a it was a weird, <laughs> it strange, is, yeah. bizarre movie. It's very abstract and very yeah. yes, but I, I mean surreal. It is surreal, yeah. But it's it's a cool film. I mean, there's all sorts of fascinating stuff, you know, including how they filmed it and and some of that stuff, you know. Yeah. Like I heard one of the scenes where Scarlett Johansson falls down mm-hmm. in public. I think they just did that out in public with whoever is passing by and tried to get honest reactions of oh, passers really? by. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, but you it's know. It's probably true. But you know what? So I think of that film and that's a great pick. A, because it's so obscure. Mm-hmm. And because B, I immediately am brought to that music. Right. Because that music is so demented yeah. and sets the tone. What instruments are that? I know it's a stupid question, but I, I actually No, it's know. not in that case. I mean... It's definitely is it a synthesizer, or is it? There's definitely a lot of synths in there. There's strings in there, but the okay. strings are uh, largely manipulated, you know. So there's okay. these harmonics and slides and stuff. But then she pitch shifts things, and there's like percussive things that she messes with, which right. is what I love about it. You know, it's it's not just a just a straight, you know, standard score. Yeah, that's awesome. or nothing ex- expected. I guess it's very unusual <laughs> well i love that very pick. creative yeah you know? our lists are going to be completely <laughs> different this is gonna be fantastic well my Let's... favorite music score of all time is howard shaw's lord of the rings mm. that's my favorite music that's score. a great score yeah because i i listen to it still a yeah. decade later it's it's actually you know it's on my playlist i'll listen to it on repeat yeah especially like the, the hobbit and mm-hmm. you know that the the tunes from the Shire and stuff, and it's a really like, yeah. What, what is that? Flutes and see, there's, I'm already getting interested. No, there's in there's yeah, there's definitely like flutes. flutes. I mean, it's obviously a very orchestral score. There's yeah, flutes. I think they use some different you know ethnic instruments and stuff. But very heavy flutes. Exactly. Yeah. Are uh, you a fan a, of the score? I am. Yeah, is it's it a great score. Yeah. I mean, he's a great composer. I mean, what's he done one, lately? I haven't actually. How I'm trying sure? to think of. There might be a few on my list. I don't know if he did any of the Harry Potters. A few did that. I know John Williams did John it. John Williams, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he did and, most and someone of them. Else, right? someone, I think Desplat did some of them, actually. Desplat. Yeah. Alexander <laughs> Desplat. Poor guy. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That's a really good point. I don't know how many Howard Shaw's done. But Lord of the Rings, um, that's music that um, brings me to tears. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm a man. But uh, <laughs> like, it reduces me that, to rubble. Yeah. Like, there are, there are tunes from the Lord of the Rings soundtrack that just I find so emotional that in return of the king yeah uh, the whole you know the final farewell scene mm-hmm. for anyone who's you know hasn't seen the movie i don't care come on spoilers it's been <laughs> after 15 years but you know when frodo leaves gandalf leaves right that music especially is oh it's so it's so beautiful to me yeah I, I, like that's what i really like about it no, no it's a great score i mean i it's i feel like scores like that are also great because they're they work standalone, you know. There's certain scores that I feel like you have to watch with the film for them yeah. to work. But that you could go see an orchestra do that, or that's you can just right. listen to it on the radio, and that's you know, right. it's that's a piece of music what... that's really all-encompassing, yeah. you know. And that's probably why I can listen to it. As I say, it's on my playlist, and mm-hmm. um, I have probably maybe twenty, um, you know, music scores on my playlist actually. But that's one that I will go back to all the time. Yeah, it it works completely in its own right. Right. Whereas the one you were just describing very much sets the tone and the scenes for yeah, that film. Exactly. It's very eerie. It's I listen point. to it, but it's <laughs> it's it's <laughs> but less. Of course you do. It's less like that. <laughs> all right, man. What you got? 
All right, I've got Requiem for a Dream. Oh my Clint god. Menzel. That's okay. one of my favorite scores of all times. I think it's Say who the composer is? Uh Clint Menzel. Okay. That I've seen that film once and it's all I need to see it and <laughs> and it's an incredible film. Right. Go ahead, it's your Do you point. like Darren Aronofsky or I do. Okay. I do um my favorite film of his is one of his most obscure ones, The Wrestler. Oh, yeah. Kind of, the uh, Wrestler it, is amazing, yeah. Well, when it came out, it had a lot of claim, but now people don't really talk about it. Right. And I, I think that film is incredible. Now, don't get me wrong. Requiem for a Dream is incredible. It's yeah. just so... Very dark, yeah. Well, it's it, or... <laughs> it's because it's also real, you know? Yeah. That would actually happen. Because I've mm-hmm. seen way more messed up films, right. but it, it's so real. Right. I think that's why I... Um, it's not a feel-good movie. No. <laughs> the music is incredible. It's your choice. Talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love the score. I mean, it's, again, I think it's just creative and kind of thinking outside the box. And it's fascinating because Clint Mansell has his influence on there, but then, you know, uses the Kronos Quartet to to play the, the quartet stuff, the strings. Right. Um, and they sound absolutely amazing in that. Um and yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those scores that I've listened to so many times. It's super simple. It's nothing super elaborate or, you know, intricate or anything, but it's just... You wouldn't yeah. think that music in Requiem for a Dream would actually fit a story about, like, basically drug addiction from different perspectives, but it does. Exactly, yeah. It, I mean, And, somehow. and he, he kind of mixes in, you know, the electronic influences That's right. for that world or that yeah. side of things. But you're right, like, the string quartet thing is like that classical side. Yeah shouldn't technically work but i think it kind of brings out the no, beauty no, or the aesthetics or something i don't know it you know no that's a film that mesmerized me it yeah. mesmerized me right till that last scene yeah and the acting is <laughs> and it is that. yeah the act i mean jared leto's great jennifer connelly and uh, who's the lady from the uh the i'm trying exorcist? to remember her name she's ellen burston right she's amazing incredible there's yeah. a behind the scenes thing where they're showing that scene where she's cleaning her apartment uh-huh um oh that's right yeah and they had to do that whole thing in like a time lapse, basically. So, whatever the length of the, the actual scene is, she had to do it a whole bunch longer than that, basically. That's crazy. And I think she did like one take, and he was like, "Yeah, that's great. I think we got it," you know. Wow. And she's like, "No, I want to do it one more time." <laughs> wow. Bloody hell! Even one of the Wayan brothers is in that movie, and he's actually really good. Marlon Wayans, who's the the who's... best friend of Jared Leto. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's one of the Wayan brothers. You know Crazy. the Wayan brothers? No. They do all the scary movies. They're like slapstick comedians. Oh, okay. They're comedy actors. He's in that. He's his best friend. Wow. And he's really good in that. Oh, okay. Anyway, all right. I'm loving your list. These are like, <laughs> you know, this is the dark side. I'm the light side. But you know what, Ali? I wouldn't. There's some light things less. on no, my no, list coming up. No, it's great. Up. It's avant-garde. It's good. And these are great though because you're you're doing choices that bring me to the the music because Mm -hmm. these and these should get a spotlight right because the ones i'm i mean i don't want to slag myself off too much but most of the ones i'm going to say nearly everyone knows so this is great which is great though i mean i feel bad because there's a lot of incredible composers that should be on my list don't feel bad and they're just not because because of whatever, you know what I mean? Like well, John Williams is not on my list, yeah. even though he's obviously... Don't worry, he's getting he's plenty of representation. Film scoring, you know what I mean? He's like yeah. the... Right. Yeah. I think it's great. It, it's your list, and these ones, they really resonate with you, right. which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Okay, speaking of John Williams, <laughs> uh, Superman. Oh, yeah. Um, Superman is, number one, I, I love the movie, actually, but here's what's interesting about Superman. Superman is probably the first time I... Cognit- 
constantly remember a music score in uh-huh. a film. I probably saw the film when I was, I don't know, a baby, right. a couple months old, a year. I, I don't know, but I, you know, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. it's probably one of the first tunes I ever remember yeah. in this lifetime, which That's I think awesome. is kind of crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not my favorite music score, but it's so resonant. And then obviously, as I said, I'm not even kidding. John Williams is half of my list. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, he paved, you know, almost That's everyone's good. childhood in terms of music scores and just iconic oh, tunes. Yeah. But I, I, I chose Superman specifically because it's it's literally the first one I remember. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. No, you've seen yeah. you've seen Superman, I have. Yeah. Right? Okay. The, just the, the original Superman. Yeah. yeah Christopher Reeve. Yeah. The, the right. other ones are OK. Okay, well, yeah. that, that was my choice. That's cool. I'm glad John Williams made his way in here. Oh, he's going to <laughs> several you're times. Ma- you're making up for me. <laughs> <laughs> what you got next? I've got Seven Samurai. Oh, wow. Okay, I've never seen this movie. Oh, you haven't? Okay. I've never seen this movie. This is, Tell me the name of the director. He's very... Yamashiro or... Uh, right. Yakuza. I feel bad. Oh, I, I'm gonna get I, I can't bucket. even... I'm... I'm Tony the Movie Guy. I've watched thousands of movies it's very hard for me not to find movies i haven't seen right this is a blind spot that's this wild. guy it's akira karasawa or yeah, i'm so exactly, sorry yeah. everyone you, you you're welcome to kick my butt and he's he's internationally acclaimed yeah. he did seven samurai he did ronin he, he right. did a number of exactly. films and i haven't seen any of them that's now, crazy I have seen The Magnificent Seven <laughs> and the remake. <laughs> uh, That's tell funny. me about the soundtrack. Have you? Why haven't you seen them? Just, uh, I just haven't gotten around to it? Or Yes, he did Rashomon's another one that's right. apparently really... I've just never gotten around to it. I mean, they're very old. They're quite mm-hmm. long. I have, a, they are, yeah. I have a young wife, you know, right. so I have to find a time <laughs> where she's angry at me or I can like hide away and watch a two and a half hour movie in black and white that she has zero interest in. I'm going to get to it, but uh, please. That's funny. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a ton of his films. You've seen I, this I one, haven't though. seen. Yeah, I've seen that one, of course. Is it I good? haven't seen Ronan or anything. Yeah, it's, it's a great film. Okay. But it's specifically on there for the score. Um, Who did the score? I, you know what? I don't even know. It's okay. It's 60, 70 years old. It's one of those things. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's terrible that he's on my list and I can't even tell you the composer. But um, again, I think it's just like a, I'm just, I think naturally drawn to scores that are just creative and unique somehow and right. somehow bring something interesting to the table. So this score is fascinating because first of all, there's saxophones in there, which is really strange for a samurai movie. Right. And I don't love saxophones to begin with. So if you can create a great score and put a sax in there somehow and you make, know, it, make work. it amazing yeah that's that's something that's crazy but then also just the themes are amazing and the percussive elements and the orchestrations and just the way it's recorded and sounds and everything is you know that's awesome is, is a really cool yeah I, cool again score. i get I, I haven't even seen the film but i've seen clips and the music is comes to mind right you know quite a lot so I so you've a, heard the music i have right. well see i've even yeah. seen i've seen clips and i know the whole story because that's what magnificent seven is based mm-hmm. on have you seen the original magnificent i haven't no. seven <laughs> with like your branner and charles bronson right that's like a film from like the 60s or 70s it's yeah. not even from that much later and right, i've right. seen that multiple times so. do you like the new one or oh it was terrible did you watch it <laughs> i did yeah oh, did you, you liked it i, I, <laughs> I, I mean thought it was right <laughs> okay i gotta like that did you I like the, the score the I don't remember the score. Oh, See, really? I okay. really don't. Who did it? Do you know? Morricone. Oh, Morricone did the new one? The Magnificent Seven? Uh, hold on. Are you talking about The Hateful Eight? Oh, The Hateful Eight. Yeah, oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He won an Oscar for oh, The Oh, my God. What, what, am I, what am I saying? Oh, that was incredible. 
Yeah, that was incredible. All right, I need to wake up. Wait. Uh, no, 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 it's okay. No, I haven't seen... Denzel Washington. Right, I haven't seen either of those. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. It's okay. I love right, it. Right, all right, okay. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue. I'm going to... That's funny. I'm going to do two because this is our boy, John Williams. Okay. My boy, but he's your boy too. Uh, Star Wars, of course. Mm-hmm. So iconic. Yeah. To me, that music score, I mean, I... I Yes, it's pop culture mm-hmm. phenomenon, but I think as a music score as well, it it stood the test of time. Oh yeah, Every, everyone's always good. You know, we my wife and I went down the aisle. No, we didn't go down the aisle with Darth Vader's tune, but we got introduced as a married couple for the first oh, really? time to the Imperial March. You know, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. no, damn it! Now I'm doing Superman. How's it go? The Darth Vader. The Darth Vader theme. The dun da 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 dun da da da. Is it? That well, one that's or? the main one. That's okay. The, okay. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god! See, this happened last time when we were trying to, because because you get so many in your head, you mix them up. I mean, there's a lot of memorable <laughs> themes in that. There's dun, many. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't yeah know. that that was the closest yeah. closest we got. So we're gonna keep it there. All right. Yeah. You're right. Star Wars has multiple themes. Um, there is. Yeah. Funnily enough, that's not one I can just listen to on repeat, though, mm-hmm. like the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. So right. It isn't. And I think because maybe it's the different instruments and stuff. I don't know if it's just how they feel in your ears. Oh, right. What is that? Mu- like, what's the uh, instrument? Being it's very used? orchestral. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of brass, obviously, in, in Star heavy. Wars. It's very yeah. brass heavy. There's I mean, it's just full orchestra. There's tons of percussion. There's brass. There's also woodwinds in there, but they're more orchestral use, right. you know, ensemble woodwinds. Yeah. There's strings all over the place. Yeah, I mean, the orchestrations on those films uh, are insane. There's I mean, so there's much just, going There's on. just so much. It's so intricately orchestrated right. and so beautifully done. Yeah. And also, I feel like with John Williams, he really scores every little bit of a scene so perfectly, you know. He doesn't yeah. just do a score that kind of encompasses a scene overall basically the music goes to every sequence but every little thing yeah. is scored you know yeah all yeah, of this stuff like even jaws you know is right it's wild yeah boom boom boom, boom <laughs> i mean that's boom, that's the yeah the boom, obvious boom, <laughs> boom, boom. but you're right the whole music a lot of people don't remember because i just saw jaws recently um and i'll put that in there too because that's sean williams and of course indiana jones mm-hmm. um you're right. There's so much more. You've got like the iconic parts, but that you know, it's like an hour and a half movie or a two hour movie with music throughout. Right. You know. Yeah. I remember playing someone, um, one of his iconic scores, and they're like, "This isn't that," because I played them the full thing. And it uh, took two and a half minutes before the iconic right. part came up. Yeah. You know? Um, I also no, find it incredible. interesting. Yeah, because Indiana Jones was my other one as well. Um, I'm probably scattered throughout the list i'm gonna have more john williams and it's fine he deserves it what i find interesting is sometimes yeah i try and uh hum like superman indiana jones or a few and i get the mix because there yeah. are subtle similarities mm-hmm. to those tunes there are yeah yet they're so individually iconic no there are yeah i mean i feel like yeah superman i can't just hum i don't know why i've gone like i usually can yeah See, I can do Superman right now, but right. why can't I do Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones is. Yeah, perfect. So, what about Star Wars? Um, <laughs> there's, there's so many themes in Star Wars. I just went back to Jaws. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, John Williams, He's, he, I think he's the godfather of music composition for film, especially. Oh, he is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He's, 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 
Definitely, yeah. It's crazy. It's amazing. All right, your turn, my friend. This is fun. There will be blood. Oh my Johnny God. Greenwood. Yeah, from Radiohead. Right. That's a great choice. Um, yeah. I am not the biggest fan of the movie. Okay. The score is incredible. Yeah. It's haunting. Yeah. No, again, I I just think it's just really an unexpected score. You know, I love going to yeah. going into a film and noticing the score not in a bad way. Especially from like an alternative artist. You know, he's a guitarist, right? Or exactly. Radiohead, yeah. No, yeah, and he's the scores that he does are are really well written and really well orchestrated and yeah. just, you know, it it doesn't sound like a guy from a rock band doing a score, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> I think he does his homework and he, he really puts a lot of work into it. Set the stage for me. Cause you, you do composition. So like you have a movie like that, you have a sequence, right. you know, the sequence where uh, the, the oil rig explodes, Exactly. Yeah. you know, and he's running to the kid or something like as a, and I'm not saying put yourself in, you know, his, feet of how he did that scene but some kind of action or uh dramatical sequence like that like again this is going to sound stupid but i actually don't even know how do you write music for that <laughs> especially when it's like not just like a a lullaby or a song that right. someone sings but it's like all these like what what would your process be for that i mean I it depends I'm babbling, on... but i'm genuinely fascinated no it's a good question i mean it depends on your process you know and it also right. depends largely on how the director works because a lot of directors will use what's called temp music, you know, okay. which is they take other music, they take scores from other films and they kind Put of plug in, them in there. I've heard this. And then you kind of have And that they edit to them. And, and, and it's also, yeah, like a reference for the composer. A reference of, point, right. This is kind of what I'm going for. And it's kind of starts a talking point, you know, yeah. of, of where to go. Um, so that's usually how it would go. And then from there, a composer would usually, you know, use uh, sample libraries and synth instruments to kind of mock up as best as he can the score and what it should sound like do different instruments again genuine question set the tone or the mood of the like if you want if something's violent scene or or uh, a dramatic or emotional do you did different instruments kind of like you were talking about a lot of bass and mm -hmm. um you know for like star wars or something like does does that come into it a lot it definitely or? does yeah i mean there's so many factors i mean instruments obviously have naturally kind of their tone and yeah kind of what they might be good at like you probably won't use like a piccolo or something on a big dramatic scene or <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know right. what i mean yeah but or a I, tuba on a delicate scene but, but again of, you can yeah, you know i think of there will be blood and like that music is just weird it's all over the place right yeah there will be blood obviously I mean, it, it draws a lot more from 20th century composers and right. extended techniques. There's yeah. slides, there's all sorts exactly. of stuff and kind of pulling from like Penderecki and other 20th century music. He's you know? Penderecki. He's like a 20th century composer. Okay. Uh, well known in the field. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and, you know, he just uses a lot more. His music is also in like The Shining, for example. You know, it's like mm. kind of like that yeah, horror yeah, yeah. music that, that you... That you've heard a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know what Johnny Greenwood's process is. I'd be curious too, you know. But yeah. I'm sure just working with the director, he probably had ideas of what he's looking for. He probably let Johnny kind of try some things or do some things, you know. That music and, is haunting. Especially that end scene again, spoilers. You know, I'm done and they're like, boom. Yeah. Like, I, I, like you're bringing me back. Mm -hmm. Like, it's cool. And this is a testament to how resonant these music scores are. So these are great picks because I'm thinking of these films and these aren't films that everyone's seen a dozen times either. Right. And the music yeah. stands out to me. 
Yeah. It's also interesting because like demoing that sort of music for a director is harder than demoing standard film music. I can imagine. If you have something with brass and the strings are kind of playing, whatever, it's easier to make it sound closer to what it'll sound like with samples and get that approved. Whereas something like this, I'd be curious how he did that, you know, like he probably brought in some musicians to, you know, record some things or who knows, you know, that's crazy. That's awesome. Okay. Great pick. All right. My next one. So this is kind of my, my other boy, like John Williams is my favorite music composer. Hans Zimmer is probably my second favorite. Um, Inception. Yeah. Um, Do you like the movie? I do, yeah. Um, do you like the score? The score is great, yeah. Like the score, like that's one where you it, ele- it elevated the movie and beyond the movie, people fell in love with the score. Yeah. Like I know so many of my friends who just love the music. Definitely. I think Inception and Interstellar are probably Yeah, two of Interstellar my is great. And then uh, he did The Dark Knight as well. Right. Which yeah. is incredible. Uh, that's Hans Zimmer as well. Um, the reason I'm also kind of putting those together, because again, I might have Hans Zimmer later on, is the uh, elements of those the score to me is it's quite similar right in each of those movies actually inception interstellar and the dark knight mm-hmm. um i think inception is the most unique right it's got that like that nine minute track time it's called right which th- that became like really popular just on its own yeah that's a beautiful piece no the score for that is is incredible and also just how thoughtful it is in terms of you know, he was thinking about the different layers and in Inception and kind yeah. of working out what that would be in terms of the film score, you know. Yeah. You um, mentioned Interstellar. I mean, we could spend probably an hour and a half on that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the movie. Okay. The music's incredible. That Actually, it's not even true that I'm not a fan of that movie. I've had, like, knockdown drag outs with people about it. <laughs> it infuriates me. Okay. Because I, there's so many good things about that film. Uh-huh. I, clearly, you like that film because you're, you're grinning cheek to cheek. You're, you're a big fan. <laughs> I think not, not necessarily. I think okay. it's just a very controversial film in that sense. Like, well, there's just so many plot holes. People, yeah. So many plot holes. It drives me crazy. You right. know what I mean? So I've literally, like, I've duked it out. But the music is gorgeous. Yeah. The music is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's no doubt in that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a great score. All right, man. What you got next? For my lighter side, so it's not all dark, uh, <laughs> Rushmore. Oh, who and did li- that? And Life Aquatic, uh, Mark oh, Mothersbaugh. Do you like Life Aquatic? I do, yeah. Okay, I love That's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. It is, okay. Very underrated. I love I, Rushmore. Because yeah. Rushmore is OG Wes Anderson. Those two are my, I think, love them. probably two of my favorite Wes Anderson films. He's one of my favorite directors. I, I love his yeah. style. And yes, when you're watching a Wes Anderson movie, it, you know what you're getting. It's his specific quirkiness and eccentricities, but he does yeah. it so well. Who did the music? Mark Mothersbaugh. I don't know who that is, but he did a damn he, good Yeah, he job. does all his, or he did all of his scores, uh, which has always been interesting to me because after a few films, he started working with Alexander Desplat to score his stuff, you know, which oh. I never fully understood why because hmm. i feel like mark Mothersbaugh has like a a very genuine natural quirkiness to him we have it in for alexander display i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> poor guy <laughs> he's a great composer I mean, he's a he's a good composer yeah. it's just i don't know with um, wes anderson films like i don't know mark mark, mark Mothersbaugh just has like a his it's unique it's his unique own voice. it seems very sincere it's really what he does like that's that sound and, and it, even just the influences like in film scores i feel like you people usually reference and draw more from you know late romantic era yeah. classical music from Wagner, that sort of stuff yeah 
but no one at all was ever referencing Baroque music, for example, you know? It just it, it didn't Tell me exist what in Baroque music is. It's been explained to me before. Baroque music is earlier classical music, so it's, you know, when people used harpsichords, for example, right. the instruments were different, the violins were slightly different and stuff, you know. Very old school. Bach, Vivaldi, you know, Telemann, Corelli, that you, sort of man. stuff. All right. So that just didn't really exist as much in film scores for whatever reason, you know. So I just love that he drew from that style of music when that was completely unpopular or, or just not done, you know. Yeah, that's great. And made and a whole style out of that. But then also just in his own just strange way, basically. Yeah. Whereas Alexander Desplat, I think he's great at certain scores, but I feel like especially the first few that he did for him, it almost seemed like he was trying to do the quirkiness. Yeah. But in a more refined uh safer <laughs> i'm not gonna deny it i'm not a fan i'm just not i mean look the guy's clearly an artist yeah. extremely gifted but i'm not a fan and right. you know what that's okay i think um, i love dogs was the one is that, that Desplat? He... yeah oh that's Desplat. yeah Desplat. um that's I... the one that i liked yeah i like and i was that. surprised I, yeah you know i went in thinking that i would not like the score and i was pleasantly surprised man you're making me think of the life aquatic now because the music and that is fucking gorgeous life aquatic is amazing especially yeah. the finale it's really emotional it's great yeah it's like it, like that's a film that gets me at the end when yeah. he goes to, he finds the shark that mm -hmm. killed his friend and spoilers been out for 15 <laughs> years um and, and the music there is oh it's fantastic yeah but even just instrumentally like again a lot of film scores are orchestral or you know are yeah. kind of predictable whereas like life i mean uh yeah life aquatic there's orchestral elements it draws from earlier classical music then suddenly you hear these like old 80s sounding 8-bit uh synth sounds in mm. there mixed in you know like drum machines it's just insanely uh creative you know it's a lot more unconventional i guess all right good well we'll move on here's my next one so this guy is like the godfather of uh you know kind of classical music uh you already mentioned them ennio morricone mm -hmm. uh, the good the bad and the ugly right which you know that, that's on my list i'm sure <laughs> you know that film here's what's funny about the good the bad and the ugly that's a, like a three and a half hour movie yeah i tried to watch it again last year i i had a hard time getting through it but, okay but the score was incredible and that showdown the final showdown right. with with that famous mm -hmm. tune that everyone remembers i had to watch again um and then of course he did i mean he's done so much he's done he did the untouchables as well then he's mm. done like He's done, he's like, done a lot of films. modern movies yeah. as well because he's known for, like, westerns and cowboy. Yeah. He did Once Upon a Time in America, right. which is a big, like, epic uh, Cinema mobs. Paradiso. Yeah, he did. he did Cinema Paradiso. And then The Hateful Eight, he won an Oscar for it, like, 88 years old or something. Exactly. Which is phenomenal. Way too late. <laughs> oh, wait, isn't that crazy? It's one of those Oscars they just had to give him because it's like, how did he... How did he not ever win it? But Oscar? apparently Tarantino had to fight for that. Did you know that? Like no, I did not know Quentin that. Quentin Tarantino apparently had to did a lot of behind the scenes, uh, you know, finagling. Um, and for what, him to win the Oscar? Or, yeah. Or? Well, for him to come from Italy because right. the guy is so old. He was so lazy. He didn't want to fly out there. And for him to get recognized. Crazy. There's, there's stories about that. I remember reading articles and hearing Tarantino talk about it. Like he had to really vie for it. Marconi was kind of like, eh. Right. And then when he got it, he obviously loved the acknowledgement. Like, finally, guys, catch up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found it interesting. Morricone's done all kinds of genres as well. He's done a lot, yeah. Uh, but the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, that that's going to stand. It's a great stand... score, all the whole film, yeah. Again, yeah, see, you're right. It's going to stand the test of time. That's a three-hour movie. Right. So there's a lot more than... Right. 
totally wrong. But, uh, <laughs> like the whole score is is really really good. Yeah. What no. kind of what kind of instruments is that? Now I'm really interested. I'm thinking, uh, what what is the? Uh, I mean, your it's guess. some sort of a flute, your, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's flute, right? Yeah, yeah. But he also uses a lot of, you know, strings. Oh, and, and stuff then like that. Boom, boom, boom. That's guitar. Right. Yeah. Right. There's guitars. There's strings. There's percussive stuff. Like, there's. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> in my head. <laughs> yeah, the, the choir. <laughs> God, you're so right. There's so much more to right. it than just the the flute part. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But also, I I love just how they're recorded because part of what what I love about older film scores like that and Bernard Herrmann and things you know older scores in general mm -hmm. is the performance and the editing and the th that whole process was different. You know, right? Like modern film scoring processes. I think people get so used to hearing sample libraries, especially composers and producers and so on, that they kind of mock these things up for them to hear and approve. And then once they have the live orchestra, I feel like they often tend to try and make the live orchestra sound yeah, as yeah, perfect yeah. as the samples, you know? That makes sense. Whereas all those Marconi scores, there's so many imperfections. There's so many little, you know, it makes parts it where the rhythm better. is a little bit off suddenly yeah. and it comes back in and the intonation is a little bit wobbly here and this and that, you know? Yeah, but it makes it great because people are actually performing a phrase in one take, and they're actually, you know, there's a human quality to it. There's an emotion behind the performance of it. I always find that with acting and stuff, when you when something is like a polished diamond, mm -hmm. yeah, you can appreciate it. But when there's like, you know, acting is just a good example. A performance can be so raw and brilliant, but when there are imperfections in Definitely. it, like they skip over the lines or they mess up, or like if you've seen Boogie Nights. Oh uh, yeah, there's that ago, great yeah. famous line from William H Macy because his wife's like a, a porn star and she's always having sex with people and the guy's like, "Are you doing okay today?" And he's like, "No, my wife's got her dick in my ass." You know? <laughs> and he said the line wrong, and the director kept it in there. He was like, "You know what? You're flustered. You're upset. You're annoyed." That's you're, great, he's like, yeah. "My wife's got a dick in my ass." And he's like, <laughs> "He said the line wrong, and they kept it, and it it's so effective, right, right. you know, because yeah, it's kind of it's imperfect, yeah. and life is imperfect." That's funny. I feel like acting and scores, the trend is almost kind of opposite. I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe not. No, no, because, no, you know, like acting, right. I feel like was maybe more polished. Yeah. You know, back in the day, a little bit more, or a little bit more formal, a little of bit more pronounced, a little bit more, Absolutely. you know, that. It just made me think of that. It doesn't even have to be acting. It's just that example made me kind of think of, right. you know, when you listen to music, that's just, you know, you can have like a perfect sheet of music, but. The sounds. Are I love the imperfections. Yeah. Yeah, I think it elevates. Because also, it, yeah, it's even just the, the the process of recording. You know, like yeah, I think part of the reason back then you didn't have that as much is because you didn't, you, or you couldn't technology wise. You know, right. if you're recording to tape, you can't just go back and punch one bar because you want to get that note Absolutely. in tune. Whereas nowadays with Pro Tools, you get the thing and you're just like, all right, bar forty six, one more time. Here Computers. we go. You know, let's just nail that right. everyone find that note you know that's right so much of it's just done on computers right mixing once you have the instruments yeah exactly that's crazy yeah all right man well what you got next all right my next one is not an original score it's uh the killing of a sacred deer oh wow i saw that which i don't know okay. if i'm allowed to put those things on you can put whatever list. you want on there <laughs> so i mean that director is very bizarre yorgos right. lanthimos have you seen the lobster by the way i have that, that score like that? i mean the, the music for that is also great also yeah. not 
original is like Shostakovich on there. Right. There's well, I all sorts of stuff. Well, I that movie, The Killing of the Sacred Jet. These are good choices because the music in that is better. You're right. Yeah. The film, I didn't like as much. Yeah. The lobster it's is... not on there for the film. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I know, of course. But, you know, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. I'm, just, I, I'm just rambling. But um, uh, go ahead. Talk about it. It's your choice. No, it's just, again, just seeing a film and being, you know, very pleasantly surprised at the score and, yeah. you know, seeing something scored different than what you normally hear you know yeah i just like when a composer sees a, a scene or and again in this case there's no composer scoring it but you know a, so a director just, seeing a scene music and, yeah and just interpreting it sonically different than right. how you're supposed to i guess or you know you're, how you're you, the guest man yeah. it's your list yeah so so what did he do he, did he have to get the director had to get like, he licensed a bunch of okay. you know avant-garde like classical, classical stuff very strange minimalist kind of things is that normal in movie score composition like do a lot of people do that licensing yeah it is yeah well, i mean but like for like the whole score it i mean most films are scored obviously there's certain directors who do tend to score less hmm. like quentin tarantino doesn't use composers aside from you know hateful eight where he used marconi is that true actually that is right everything yeah. else is you know classic marconi yeah. scores you know uh just whatever he draws and, and then also um kubrick yeah kubrick yeah. Did, did the same thing like he tended to not use composers as much that's you know? right he licensed he obviously had like wendy carlos on yeah. you know clockwork orange and stuff god that's a good one but a lot of this stuff is stuff that he kind of brought in and cut up and you know yeah that's a good point that's kind of fascinating so it depends a lot on the director i think okay yeah all right very cool good pick all right well my next one i'm just gonna do both of these um obviously the original blade runner mm, vangelis right um i uh, that's a soundtrack i will listen to on repeat yeah uh, and then blade runner 2049 Hans zimmer and, zimmer and, and um the other guy, the guy <laughs> ben something right or he died last year yeah that composer Johan or something. Johan Johansson? Yeah. No, no, he did not score it. Oh, he didn't? No, he was supposed to score it, I think. And Hans Zimmer took over. But he, I don't know what happened there. He oh. got pulled off the score or something, and it was Hans Zimmer and yes. some other guy who... Very shady I forget what happened who that to is. that guy, but anyway. Um, it's sad, because, yeah, Johan Johansson was a fantastic. great composer, yeah. He was brilliant, he really was. Um, okay, yeah, so Blade Runner. I mean, Blade Runner is really interesting to me, because a lot of those are just like... Mm -hmm. like these big loud sounds right 2049 honestly they overdo it a bit did right. you see the film i did yeah i to me the film's a masterpiece i i'm a, I'm a total sci-fi junkie i don't know yeah. who you are um but certain scores certain parts are just gorgeous what what instruments are those in played right well vangelis was very different <laughs> it was very different yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, but that synthesizer and right the 80s was kind of going into like I mean, I haven't seen the original in a long time, honestly. So I'm trying to remember the score for that one. It's similar. It's synth. It's very synth. Exactly. Yeah. But it, it, it's cool. And the like, new one, I only also only saw once when I when it came out. But yeah, it, it was more synthy. I think. Yeah. Right? The very, score very synthy, very kind of dramatic, loud moments. Yeah. And what stuff. thirty or forty years ago you would never theme as music, but somehow they pull it off and it really works. Yeah. 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 yeah it really adds to the feel of the you know the whole the sci-fi. Um, thing. Anyway, that's Blade Runner. Um, Van Kellis, Zimmer. I mean, Zimmer. Mm -hmm. I'm, Hans Zimmer's going to come up a few times. Those I'm are sure. great choices, yeah. All right, my friend. All right, I got another strange one. Did you see Thoroughbreds? Oh, that that's came out this indie, year. Yeah, indie Anton film. Yelchin, man. Exactly, yeah. God damn it. And then, um, oh, what's her name? Olivia Cook. I really like her. She's from Manchester where my family lives. Oh, really? Okay. The girl, yeah. And then the uh, the blonde girl is from uh, Split. 
Okay. The film split. Yeah. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Right. I never say his name. <laughs> no one can I, say that name. I actually know how <laughs> to say I it. Right? I just like calling him Shyamalan. <laughs> um, so who did the uh, music for Thoroughbreds? Uh, this guy, Eric Friedlander, who I had never heard of, and I looked him up. He's not really a... Well, it's an indie movie, right? It's an indie film, yeah. He's not really a composer, I don't think, or a film oh, wow. composer. Uh, he's a cellist in New York, I think. Oh, cool. What but I found him and I emailed it? him right afterwards. And I did you told, really? Yeah, I did. Because I, I just love the score. Wow. I, again, I don't know. I, I think I'm just super drawn to people being creative in scores, you know? And you know just what? really like seeing a, a scene differently, yeah. doing something different, kind and of making you... I loved that. You know, did he answer you? He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet he, he loved nice. I bet you really appreciate that. Some guy actually, you know, heard the score and, me, yeah. and, it, and went out of his way to acknowledge me. Exactly, you know I mean? yeah. Who would think like someone would go to the cellist to go, dude, you were good. So <laughs> what kind of, uh, what's the score like? Because I haven't seen the film yet. Yeah, it's super avant-garde. I mean, it's, uh, he's, you know, he's a cellist, so there's a lot of kind of strange so cello kind effects of that are classical again like... no not at all oh it's not i mean the okay. cello stuff that he does doesn't sound like cello got like it. it's you know kind of weird squeaky sounds oh, and effects it. that he it. does okay. and then there's a lot of like percussive stuff like taikos and different percussive instruments um but it was just you know seeing a scene like one of the opening scenes where she's walking into the house and there's just like these crazy drums i i just think is a really interesting creative choice you know like if you score that scene any other way, you would see the scene differently. The you know her walking would come across differently to you. Yeah. Everything about it, but hearing this crazy drum music, you're like, what the heck is going on? You right. know. <laughs> so that really stood out, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. want to see that movie. It was it was like a little indie movie, and that was of course Anton Yelchin's last film. I know. I want to see that it's one. Sad. Okay, well then my next one is the first one I have that's somewhat obscure, probably not to you, but uh, do you know John Murphy? Um. Have yeah. you seen Sunshine, the movie Sunshine? Uh, so it's a it's a Danny Boyle who's a big director, Train Spotting, and you know Shallow Grave and Slumdog Millionaire. Right. Um, but he did a science fiction movie like a decade ago called Sunshine. I don't think I've seen that, Sunshine. Oh my god! Please check it out. Okay. Sunshine from Danny Boyle. It's such an underrated movie. It's uh, got Chris Evans in it before he was anyone. Rose Byrne, but the the star of this film is the soundtrack oh wow. it is absolutely mind-blowing it's gorgeous sunshine um, yes yeah, sunshine down. it's it, i mean i don't know if you're into sci-fi um but the music is phenomenal right. and you know what i'm thinking now because uh, i think john murphy did the soundtrack it might be one of these like ones that you were talking about where they copyright because where they license well stuff. because it's so operatic and it's so beautiful right. i might be sounding like an idiot it might be some real well-known classical but i had never heard it before right and i've only seen it from this film um it, it's it's gorgeous wow. i listened to that soundtrack on a loop and i have for like a decade and i, I was listening to it yesterday it's that wow. good so i anyway huh, i hope cool. you check that out when you like i will it. yeah it's really good and it's really effective it's very um like impactful right. like all of them are loud and but but it's like it's like emotional it's really like and it, and it built it starts like slow and it builds and it builds that's cool so it's yeah. also more orchestral or classical very that's why i'm yeah. kind of like because john murphy's quite he did 28 days later as well did oh, you see that yeah that's Which, one of my favorite films also right. yeah oh 
good. Mine too. I love it. And yeah. the music. The music starts, is really good. And it yeah. starts like with a mm-hmm. boom, That scene where he's goes, coming out and right, going and he through. pokes the guy's eyes out and he saves the girls. Spoilers. Uh, I have to do <laughs> the movie guy. But again, it's been out for 20 years. But yeah, and it starts right. like slow, like boom, and then it goes boom, boom, and then it goes, soon it's just and that. But that's a lot of guitar. That's so a, now. But it's I'm, a great score. Yeah. Incredible. But the in my mind, I'm like, you know what? They're so different. I wonder. If it is the same guy, damn, he's talented. <laughs> yeah, you never know, though. You know what yeah. I mean? You never know. I have it down as John Murphy, so maybe I'm right. But anyway, Sunshine, be, yeah. I'm excited to get your feedback on it. And if you don't like it, it's okay. I, I, I think you'll love the music, though. Mm-hmm. I really do. And then 28 Days Later as well. I mean, yeah, that music score is incredible. Yeah. No, it's a, that's a great film all around. All right. That was my pick. Yeah, I love that. You love that movie, huh? Yeah. It's like one of my favorite. Actually, it is my favorite zombie movie. Yeah, it's just me too. a great movie, though, period. Exactly, yeah. So it's good. almost not even a zombie movie. I mean, it obviously is, but right. it's just it's a good, it's like an it's just a great film, yeah. yeah. Killian Murphy is incredible in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so to show that I'm not completely dark and <laughs> <laughs> obscure all around. No, no, your list around. is great, man. <laughs> Ali, seriously, it's uh, very eclectic. Thank you. Just like you said. <laughs> <laughs> Amelie. Which is a great movie. Right. It, it, that's, that's such a fun movie. Who did the score? Jan Tiersen. Look at you, man. You know your stuff. <laughs> so is he French? He's French, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Obviously, a very French movie. Yeah, or I think he's French, yeah. That is great but music. But it's a great score. I mean, just and a, it's so such funny a when beautiful, you were, And uplifting... you were talking about The Shape of Water, right. which is kind of like a rip-off of that. And Amelie just came effortlessly. Exactly. But I think the difference to me... Sorry to First describe. of all, aside from... <laughs> <laughs> know. You know, I, I think Jan Tiersen or the score for Amelie, again, it just seems to me genuine somehow yeah, you know no, what I mean? like is. that's the music that he does and he's doing that very appro- appropriately for that film also whereas yeah. shape of water just to me seemed like a oh i kind told of a, you a very watered down version of kind of amelie-ish music for the the movie was okay film. the music took me out of the movie yeah it felt so detached to what was going on it that's really, how i felt yeah it really bugged me the music in in the shape of water and, and i love guillermo del toro me too yeah and, and i don't know why i'm slagging off alexander Desplat so much because he's actually done some good work no i like both those people yeah, yeah. i mean Patton's labyrinth is incredible. incredible film one of my favorite movies and then Alexander Desplat has yeah. great scores, but you know, like what? <laughs> no, I can't name one, but I'm sure he does. No, but yeah, I love she, dogs. I love I dogs. dogs was good. I thought that was someone else, but um, but I think yeah, it was man. him. I mean, there's there's a lot of again influences. You know, what yeah. I mean, there's classical influences. You know, ten kg and stuff like that. You can hear in there, and yeah, also, I was literally thinking Amelie. Like I said okay. that, like before I even met you, like months ago, last year when I watched, I was thinking Amelie about that shape of water. Right. I was like, this fits like a quirky French drama, like Amelie. Right. And it's in this like horror That's sci-fi. A, I romantic thought that like drama. the minute I first yeah. heard, you know, yeah, this is bizarre. But back to Amelie, which is it's a great little film. I saw that a few years ago again, and I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think it's an amazing film, and it's Music also such a influential great. film, and another one of those things where I feel like the Oscars. Totally got it overlooked it right <laughs> i don't even know if it got nominated i think it did i think it got nominated for like foreign film and it didn't yeah. win that category i don't think the score was nominated or anything yeah uh, the academy does not things. get it right a lot they like dark depressing stuff this is probably bad for me to <laughs> no it's okay they, well they like dark depressing stuff and they don't even like the best dark depressing stuff yeah you like know? mika so, levy was not nominated even for under the skin and then i think oh. after that film came out and it was so, or the score was so influential suddenly right. 
that Ooh. for Jackie, yeah. I think they had to nominate her because they were he like... did Jackie? God, that was She, good. yeah. Yeah, she. Sorry, yeah. she. She did Jackie. That was a And I think they nominated her for that because school. they were like, man, we didn't even nominate her for you yeah, know, Under the Skin. And they try and like scramble to fix their mistakes. Get it right the first time. Anyway. Exactly. Or, yeah, I don't know. Stanley Kubrick never won an Oscar. Isn't that crazy? You know, well, there's tons of actors and directors and scores. Anyway, Amelie's great. I mean, you're right. It, it fits the tone of that film so well. It's it's kind of ethereal, fleety, um, but quirky mm-hmm. and fun, right? Yeah. It, it really And it's beautiful it. music. I think it it's is. just, you know, uplifting, positive music that I actually like. <laughs> I agree. Okay, I'm going to go back to being the total dork I am. Terminator and Terminator 2. But yeah, I genuinely cool. love the music. It's by a guy called Brad Feidel. I, I'm not familiar with him. Okay. But the dun 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 dun. Yeah. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> anyway, dude, I, I love the soundtrack. And it's one of those ones I'll listen to aside from the movie, but it works so well with the film. Um, and again, you're right. It's something you brought up that I think is so true. Right. is a lot of these uh, scores have that iconic part. Mm-hmm. But then there's the whole score that's actually pretty damn good. Yeah. And, um, you know, people should listen to the whole thing. Definitely. Anyway, I had to mention that. You know, it's kind of a, a cheesy sci-fi nerd that's choice. That's a good pick, though. No, yeah. It's a damn good score, man. <laughs> what you got? I grew up with those films. Oh, you did? Good. Yeah, um, all right, cool. So another positive thing, uh, and this is kind of general, but I put uh cinderella like the original and then just early animation in general because i feel like those the music scores the music yeah because i feel like it? i don't even know and this is bad again that it's on my music no, uh, on, Disney... my, on my list but i'm just putting it on the list and mentioning it because the music is so incredibly scored to yeah. those films and it's again just you know great music that could also be standalone music you know symphonic yeah. music that i think is underappreciated no, <laughs> you know what i mean right. that's a good point. i think you yeah it's like it's it's often overlooked you know but yeah i have a seven-year-old daughter and just remember watching cinderella when i when she watched it for the first time like listening to the score and being like wow right this is insane like this music is so underappreciated or so yeah. you know taken for granted and some of it's truly incredible because you look at like lion king aladdin beauty right. and the beast yeah. i mean the music is incredible right but that's a great shout out to all the, the classic disney animation exactly yeah and even just uh animated stuff earlier than that is also awesome you know steamboat willie man exactly all that sort of stuff yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's cool great choice yeah okay god i'm such a nerd i I, like your list is so like avant-garde and eclectic mine's like (laughs) you know batman superman it's a good balance though (laughs) and now my next one but come on you can't deny it this music score is incredible back to the future yeah I mean, the music score is incredible. I love those films. <laughs> I, I love the films, but the music is very iconic. And also, um, and this is why I, re- I, I, I get so much into these episodes. Alan Silvestri, right? Or... Alan Silvestri, yeah. that's correct. Um, but, you know, there's there's the main theme, which I've gone completely blank on, which is great. But even when he goes back to the 50s mm-hmm. and, or yeah. in the Western, um, the, the music sets the tone and the stage for all those different scenes. It does, yeah. It's a that's such a fun score as well. It's yeah. just it's it's very Indiana Jonesy kind of, but it's a great score. No, it's a great score. It's yeah. almost like a more of a John Williams style score. It also, really you is, know, it's isn't like very it? yeah. beautifully orchestrated. It's very yeah memorable themes. 
even though I can't whistle it right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those themes right that now. everyone knows, you know what I mean? They really do, yeah. Uh, uh, and, but the more I see the films, I remember how good the music is as well. Because mm -hmm. the film, I mean, Back to the Future is like a perfect film to me. It's, right. I, it's one of the first films I ever saw in the theater. Um, but the music is great. No, it's great, yeah. There you go. Yeah, and Alan Silvestri, he's a great composer as well. Right, yeah. All right, what do you got, my friend? I have Vertigo on there. Uh, Ooh, Hitchcock. Who yeah, did his... Bernardo Herman. Did he do a lot of his scores? He did, yeah. Okay, Vertigo, that's fantastic. I mean, I love Bernard Herman's scores, and I had to pick one, so I went with well, I... Vertigo. <laughs> okay. did, did he do a lot of other movies or mostly Hitchcock? I think he did mostly Hitchcock, as far wow. as I know, yeah. I went on the... I don't know why. I mean, I like Hitchcock. Last year, I went on this, like, Hitchcock binge, right. and I watched everything he had done oh, really? in like a span of like a week and a half. I don't know why. I need to do that. <laughs> You've seen his films? Of course, yeah, okay. yeah. I don't know if I've seen all of his films, well, like but Vertigo, I've seen most Rear of them. Window, right. Rope, um, Birds, Birds yeah. Psycho. Ugh. Psycho, yeah. I forgot. Like Vertigo, uh, North by Northwest. Vertigo, North by Northwest, and um, Rear Window. Right. And then, of course, Psycho. I, I, it, it dumbfounds me how great those films are. They, no, they, they are, stand yeah. stand up, and the music is incredible. I was going to put Psycho on the on the yeah. list, but the music is almost too obvious. Exactly. But again, the whole, damn it, this is such but a good Exactly, again, yeah, it's the whole score. The whole score. score is great, and right. all everyone thinks of is that, exactly. it's so annoying. I bet that that's why I didn't like, put, That's yeah. why I didn't put it on, on, on yeah, because you like, think you know, it's... I put a lot more work into it than, <laughs> that one note. Yeah. Isn't that funny? It's so true. No, of course, yeah. Same thing with, like, Jaws. It's like, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. it's like yeah that's the theme which is great and that's it's amazing one, that he did that you know but... that's the one i was telling you about right. where i played the whole thing because there's actually a whole theme for jaws right you know and she was like this isn't jaws and then finally the oh okay boom, right because i i played like the whole thing and it was like i guess two or three minutes in it was a whole other operatic section right you know, it's like Jurassic Park that happened as well. Like you know, everyone just does it, knows the na 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 na. Oh yeah. She's like, when's it coming? You know that comes like two and a half minutes right. into the actual tune yeah. on the soundtrack. Right. John Williams again. There you go. We threw in Jurassic Park. It's probably on my list. Yeah, his themes are super. Yeah. Anyway, it's that's crazy. a that's a great choice. Yeah. So Vertigo is um. That's a bit of an eerie soundtrack from what I remember because I saw that just last year. But what instruments? That's like um, it's also orchestral. It's, it's all orchestral. you know, it's strings, it's yeah, brass, strings. it's a lot of strings. Uh, I'm sounding like I'm a connoisseur. I have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> about, but it's true. Yeah, no, it's a great score. Okay, man, cool. That was your one. I'm yep. next. What do you got? All right. Oh, okay. I have to do The Godfather. It's a Carlos uh, Savina. Um, I don't know if he did a bunch of others, but Godfather is that's iconic. Right. And again. The whole score is incredible. Whenever yeah. I listen to that music and kind of the tone of it, you know, it's it's all you, know, all you think about is you know gangster movies. Yeah. But, um, no, also, the music is. But it's is very really... Italian. Yeah. The whole you know it's all about Italian heritage and it's I love that. Yeah, it's no, the music is is super. Did I get that right? It's, it's is great. it Carlos Savina? I don't actually know. It's from the '60s. It's yeah. a long time ago, and he did, all, I think, all three of them. He did, okay. Yeah, I think so. That's interesting. I've actually been wanting to sit down and watch The Godfathers again because I haven't seen them since a long, long time. It's one of those, you know, one of those things where it's like I just have to watch them as an adult. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm a crazy person. I watch a movie every day. 
Sometimes I watch two or three cool. movies, two or three movies every day. That's, and that's I, awesome. I do work and I do have a life and I do go out and I actually do all kinds of exciting things right, as right. well. <laughs> but somehow I still manage to watch like a movie every day. That's cool. Uh, and I, I just binge things. I have to. I, I, it's so hard and difficult for me to find something to watch because I've seen usually everything a dozen times. Right. I know it sounds completely obnoxious, but it's actually true. Like it's a gift and a curse. That's cool. Um, so I binged uh, The Godfather for like the, the 12th time, the entire trilogy wow. last year. And I was surprised how good the third one was. Everyone shits on the third one. I quite enjoyed it. Huh. It's not a masterpiece. Obviously, it's always going to be in the shadow of the first one and the second one. Right. People revere the second one. I don't think the second one's amazing. It's very good. Right. The first one to me is a stone cold classic. How far are they spaced, you know? Oh, God, wise. 10, 20 years. Right, yeah. Yeah, 10, 20 years. Because Al Pacino, uh, Michael Corleone, I mean, he's, what, 20 in the first one? And right. he's probably like 40. And then... He's like 50, 60, but the, the third one goes through to like when he's an old right. man. So. It's always interesting seeing things that are such classic films that, you know, are spaced over a certain amount yeah. of time. Yeah. I feel like it just has an effect. Did you see the new Twin Peaks or? Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely loved it. Did you see that episode? Did you watch the entire I thing? Didn't, I didn't watch the entire episode. Not you know what I, I'm talking not, about? Not because I didn't like it. I, I, maybe. There's I an know. episode. I think it's episode nine. It became very famous. Episode seven. Okay. Where it's just bizarre images for like an hour. There's <laughs> nothing. Did you, you didn't watch that one? I didn't that watch one. that one. No. Oh no. There is an episode. I mean, it's so Lynch, right. David Lynch, right. but I watched like 25 minutes of it and I was like, holy shit, is this just going to keep going? There's no acting. There's, it's just and like freeze frame of, <laughs> I love that he can do that it's and a he picture can get of away a with gas that. station for like 15 minutes right. <laughs> and then it goes I was like holy crap and it, that episode was like acclaimed and I, oh, was I like, love David Lynch he's oh he's a he's, genius and he can get away with things you're that right, no the one fact else they can got away with it, that, that whole that whole show the remake I thought was incredible yeah. or re, the return of, right. but that episode I dare you to try I need and to, to watch the whole thing yeah all, all the so episodes because I bizarre didn't get through it it's brilliant did you see uh inland empire yes yes that's lynch as well laura right. dern yeah, yeah. I, i'm telling you i have a problem i watch almost everything i mean i'm sure you can catch me out as i told you i haven't seen Seven, <laughs> kurosawa his name kurosawa, kurosawa. Yeah, okay, kurosawa. Right, yeah that's his name uh, like that i i'm aware that that's a big blind spot so right. many people have kicked me in the butt and i, I need to sit down like ronin rashomon that's um, cool though. I mean, it seems like you don't have a lot of blind spots. <laughs> I really don't. Maybe that's why I'm keeping it, you know, right. so it can be like so a you have gift that blind one spot. Day. Yeah. And like, <laughs> when you're like 80, you're going to sit yeah. down one day. Because <laughs> I might really appreciate it more than the now. That's a right. good point, right? <laughs> All right, man. Who's next? I don't remember. Uh, oh, I did Godfather. It's your turn. Okay, cool. Uh, then I have Phantom Thread, another Johnny Greenwood score. Yeah, that's Johnny Greenwood. Okay, I'll I give you. I feel bad listing a composer twice, but. No, no. You can do whatever you it's want. It's a You're great score. I'll give you the score. I, I'm sorry. The film was a bore fest to me, but I know we're talking about scores. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, that film pissed me off. Yeah, the score is... I, I love the score again. Paul and Thomas Anderson is one of my favorite directors, and Daniel oh, yeah. Day-Lewis is a, a god. Right. So I was really hoping for something. And he was great in it, but it was just so damn boring. What are your favorite films of his? Magnolia oh, okay. and, and Boogie Nights. But Magnolia, to me, is incredible. That film, I've watched... 20 times and it's like a three and a half hour movie that is so confusing have mm -hmm. you seen magnolia a long time ago yeah it's uh, one of those films i have to see it's such again. a it's such a weird film right yeah uh, i that film is 
powerful to me. Like I, I love the direction, the acting, the story. It's very profound. The music's great too. Right. Um, and then, I mean, Boogie Nights, I think is just such a brilliantly constructed movie. I mean, they took a film about the porn industry right. and made it so compelling. I did not and, actually see that. That's like one of those classic Nights? films that I've not seen. Oh, you got to watch it. Punch Drunk Love is great as well. Oh yeah, John Bryan. Yeah, Adam Sandler. Yeah, who? Do, I know we're talking about scores. <laughs> um, but Phantom Thread. I mean, that's Johnny Greenwood, who again's from Radiohead. Exactly, um, and the score is so different, vastly right? different yeah. than uh, there, will be, there blood will be Blood or some of those other scores, and it's very classical based. You know, there's a lot of influences from like Debussy and that's right. You know, different composers. Uh, but I'm just amazed at how well he does that because for, you know, first of all, he's comes from a rock band, you know, uh, right? and for him to do that, let alone any composer, because I feel like usually when I see film composers trying to, you know, do a style like that, uh, it doesn't quite come off right in my yeah, opinion, yeah. especially because I listen to like... a lot of classical music, whereas in that film, what's fascinating to me is they also license and use some classical pieces in Phantom Thread. In Phantom Thread. Yeah. And then there's Johnny Greenwood's score. But it's hard to tell the difference almost. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's not like an obvious thing of like, oh, this is a score. Here's a classical piece. Here's score. Here's yeah. a classical piece. But the whole thing really just works together as though one classical composer basically wrote the whole thing you know that is so interesting like i wonder how like the guitar the lead guitarist for radiohead stumbles upon music composition and then like excels in it does it so well like he's become really acclaimed yeah like he's done quite and he does a great job you know what i mean really i mean does. like yeah, yeah there will be blood i feel like i can understand that more because it's more effecty and you know definitely um more avant-garde and you can kind of mess around with that sort of stuff but then for him to do Phantom Thread and do it so well. it's yeah, uh, a good choice. You know, my hat's off to him. <laughs> okay, man. Uh, uh, another Vangelis that I missed out was Chariots of Fire. So I have to mention that. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to cheat and do another one as well because I've still got a few more. Uh, and we're almost out of time. Um, I've I mean, got two more. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I always have more. But Chariots of Fire, I mean, again, you know, you've got the na 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 Right, yeah. na 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 But the whole soundtrack is actually really good. I really like it. That's cool. Um, okay, Harry Potter. Okay. Um, I mean, sure, it's Harry Potter. It's cheesy. All the kids love it. I think the score is really good. It's a great score, um, yeah. And there are a lot of iconic tunes. Yeah. Even that simple, just the... Dun, 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 dun. Uh, again, I'm gonna, Celeste, I'm gonna yeah. screw it up. You know that uh, you know the part where it's just the um, this is an audio podcast, so people can't see what I'm trying to do with my hands. <laughs> it's like a, just a chime sound, like the bell sound. The bell sound. Yes, yeah, do you Celeste. get what I'm saying? It's a, it's a, it's oh, an instrument. It's like a keyboard instrument, like a like a piano looking instrument. It's the quiet part of the sound. But on the inside, there are basically bells, like, right, you know, right. plates that it hits. So it sounds almost like a like a glockenspiel or something that's called the you know? celeste yeah yeah that so that's the the quieter part where it's like a exactly it's kind of eerie yeah it's really good but like yeah just, it's a mixture of the instrument and then just also the choice of notes and you yeah. know harmonies and stuff that he that he uses yeah anyway i just thought like for those films that they're, they're big they're great popcorn films but i thought like the composition and music i think is quite intricate oh it's amazing and it's pretty incredible it's perfectly scored yeah yeah and there's a lot of uh that's very operatic and very quiet but it's pretty good and again that's john williams but there's a few other composers who worked on the harry potter movies on some well. of them right yeah, yeah. i rewatched 
a bunch of those recently with my daughter also. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> See, you're lucky. You get to use your daughter's next excuse. <laughs> Me, I'm just a nerd. <laughs> In and out. <laughs> nah, I watched it myself. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Does she like them? Yeah, the Harry she Potter films. Them. That's yeah. cool. That's very cool. All right, man. That's what funny. you got? All right, I have The Shining. So... Ooh, yeah. So I had Kubrick to put Kubrick directed. films on there, and yeah. it's hard to say which one because I love Clockwork Orange a lot, the, the score also. Who did the music for Shining? So I guess it, it is Gina. Wendy Carlos and uh, Rachel Elkin. But you said he uses a lot of like. But the majority thing. of The Shining is, is again, classical music. There's Bartok on there. There's Penderecki on there. There's all sorts of stuff, you know. So you listen to all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I'm not I saying that, like, that stuff yeah. like that. Like, I appreciate it. I just, I'm nowhere near intelligent enough to really comprehend it. I mean, that's the <laughs> truth. But you, like, do you listen to it on like, um, like discs, record player, or like on CD or digital? <laughs> like, I know again, a dumb question, but from no, not at us all. normal layman folk who <laughs> listen to like you know <laughs> pop radio. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess you Spot- have Spotify or? now. No, we do have records and <laughs> okay. stuff, but. I'm not that cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're pretty cool. You're doing okay, buddy. Okay, sorry, but no, I, I love listening to that stuff. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I think it's they're great. cool. You know, it's, awesome. it's cool music. Yeah. And just 20th century no, classical music that's is. Your, that's your job. Yeah. You, you right. do composition. Right. Yeah. See, it's hard for me to comprehend. Like I'm saying that out of respect, like right. how people can actually put that stuff. I mean, you look, I mean, again, that's why like Mozart and, you know, these people are geniuses, you right. know? Yeah, like yeah. Writing music and composing and putting everything together. Or he's thought, like, the conductor waving his hand, like, what is he doing? You yeah. know, there's a whole <laughs> art form and language to it that I, like, I can't even comprehend. It's, right. It's pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, and it's fascinating how different all those, uh, you know, areas of music are also. Yeah. You know, like, we're talking about, like, classical music, like, someone like Mozart, right. you know, there's no parameters, you know? He's right. trying to get a donor to help pay his bills basically so he takes something out he knows the guy likes the flute a lot or something and you know writes a some composition or a flute concerto or something you know yeah whereas film is interesting because you're it's so collaborative and there's so many parameters you know that's awesome uh yeah it's interesting so uh you're next okay the social network oh yeah Uh, trent Reznor, atticus finch Uh, i mean who atticus ross Atticus Ross. Ross. Atticus Finch is from a movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> like To Kill a Mockingbird, I think, or something. Atticus Ross, Trent Reznor. Who knew the lead singer of Nine Inch Nails would become like such a, a competent right. and, and a, you know, an Oscar-winning music composer? I mean... I love his scores, yeah. Also, The Social Network. Actually, I just saw it again. That is such a simple score. Yet yeah. It's so effective. Like, it's literally like... Boom. Like the, like a few piano bits, right? And it's so effective. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it it's pretty simple, yeah. Very subtle. And then there's also like that uh, Hall of the Mountain King, uh, you know, that classical uh, Mazorksky piece that he does kind during of with the synths and stuff Was that copyrighted or did he do that? No, it's a classical piece. It's a famous classical piece. But he basically just took that and did it with, uh, synths and different things. Yeah, with Army Hammer when they're and, doing the whole boat, boat you know, the yeah. race. Yeah, that's exactly. Awesome. Yeah, that score is is phenomenal. I just saw the uh, movie again. I love the movie, but like the music elevates those scenes. Like, and, and again, the most simple 
school. Yeah. Like, there's some that it's all of his scores. I feel like are very simple, but very, yeah. very tastefully done. And you know, they're great pieces. I, I, I like Trent Reznor a lot. I like, I think he he's an incredible of, musician and yeah. Finch's uh, movies. Now he, he scores right. them. Gone yeah. girl. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Girl with the dragon tattoo. Right. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's great. It's so bizarre, <laughs> you know, from, you know, <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember that ridiculous song, but you know, like the nine inch nails, like right. <laughs> rock metal. To yeah. This. Good for him, man. He's a great musician though. Yeah. He, oh, he, that's clearly. basically on my list too. I just somehow didn't translate on there. Oh no, that's okay. <laughs> it's supposed to be on there though. All right. What else you got? Uh, Night on Earth. Oh, I don't know what, what it's is it? It's a Tom Waits score. Um, Tom Waits. I know Tom Waits. Yeah. And it's a, just a, I mean, Tom Waits is a great musician, and, yeah, and the score incredible. is just... Uh, and that voice, man. That gravelly voice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. So I just put it on there because it's a, it's a great little score and okay. interesting. It's thing. a little, like, is that film known? Is it kind of very underground? Or It is. It's um, Jim Jarmusch. Oh, Jim Jarmusch directed that movie? From when? From... Uh, He's made no some weird when. movies. That 1991. Guy. Did you ever see Ghost Dog? The, the samurai no. with the uh, freaking Forrest Whitaker. It's actually a good film. That's cool. Oh, so Tom Waits did the music score for he it? He did the score, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to And it's a cool score. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of unusual, obviously, because it's Tom Waits. <laughs> oh, very cool. Okay, awesome. All right, let's see. I I don't think I have... Oh, I have a few left. I have a lot. Okay, this one's cheesy, but come on. Titanic. James yeah. Horner. James Horner, yeah. I mean, it, it's powerful. Right. Titanic is a film that I have come back and appreciated a lot more. When I saw that in the theater, I thought, wow, this is a great film. It really is. And then when it came out on home video, I was like, oh, this is for the, the chicks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've seen it a few more times since. I like it. The music's very powerful. The music works, uh, works very well. And I'm not just talking Celine right. Dion's Celine Dion, heart yeah. going on forever, but yeah. like... The actual, I mean, that's very operatic, and uh, you know, I, I anyway, I think it it's deserves a cool score, it, yeah, and it deserves mention like the for sure. Julian pipes and stuff like that for yeah, the, yeah. Well, also, it's very different. It, it's it's very rambunctious, and then it gets really emotional right. during some of those scenes where the Titanic's yeah, sinking, yeah. and uh, you know, and the, the band, you know, it was right. a pleasure playing with you guys, and the and music they go that, down with the boat. <laughs> and the music that plays during that, yeah, was which apparently actually happened right yeah uh, total rent here i i was in vegas years ago right and they had a, a titanic exhibition have you ever been to these titanic exhibitions it tours around the country no i haven't it was so spooky and eerie wow. and um and they have like the largest chunk of the titanic that huh. is pulled out on display that's oh like really 20 times the size of my entire apartment and then they have like notebooks and toys and journals and uh spoons and items from the people that died with what happened it you walk it took several hours it was fascinating but it was really eerie my wife couldn't have it she had to leave because it wow. was like it's it pretty was, spooky huh it was very spooky um anyway i have no idea why, why i went on that oh titanic the music <laughs> score by james Horner. <laughs> but no what i like about it is it's very eclectic right very different it really you know because a lot happens in that film it, it so it shifts with the tones beautifully yeah he's a great composer too yeah, man. All right. Did he did Braveheart, right? He did Braveheart. He did Braveheart. Yeah. Yeah, he did do Braveheart. Yeah, which yeah. Is in, I mean, which is the music for Braveheart. Sorry, I stole one. The music from Braveheart. <laughs> is, is that on your list incredible. also? It is, yeah. Um, <laughs> which I didn't even think. I just realized because he just died the other year. He died He like did two in a plane ago. crash, right? 
Oh my god, he did, didn't he? That and, sucks and, even and more. like, because he he flew planes, I guess, right? Yeah, he died in the plane crash. I was gonna say at least it was old age, but it wasn't. Oh god, <laughs> poor bastard. That's crazy. anyway. He was very talented. So that's Titanic and uh, Braveheart. Cool. What you got, man? Is the last one? I didn't have one, but I'll add one. Did you oh, see yeah. Dead Man? Oh yeah, Jim Jarmusch. And Since Johnny we're talking Depp. about Jim yeah. Jarmusch, yeah. I like because Neil, style, Neil Young did the score for that, right? Neil Young did that. That's right. Yeah. Neil Young, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Neil Young. I, a, I like that movie. Also, yeah. Yeah. Because the whole thing is basically scored with just electric guitar, I think, right? Yeah, it for the is. Most part. It's, that's you've seen that movie, right? Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Johnny Depp's good in that. <laughs> I think Tom Waits is in that as well. Actually, he was in a few of his movies. I right. Think, I think so. It would, it that, would make sense. I saw that when I was a teen. All right, man. What else well, you, you got? Yo, right. This was great, Ali. It really was. Um, I'm going to round this off. I know I'm kind of cheesy, but uh, I had a few good ones. Um, let's see what else I've got. Um, Slumdog Millionaire. Mm. I love the music for that. I mean, right. I think it captures, you know, that, that Indian heritage and culture very well. And then MIA, MIA gets thrown in there. But, <laughs> but the music's very powerful. Right. Um, that's A.R. Raman. I don't know who that is not the noodles like okay the, yeah the musician but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but i think that's quite beautifully done uh the line good score yeah yeah the lion king which is also Hans zimmer and um, yeah. not again not all the elton john's tracks but remember the whole circle of life but the humba the humba right. i get yeah. i'm ruining it for the and they're bringing it back for the the live action re i don't know why they're calling it live action because it's basically just like a a new animated movie with awesome CGI. Oh, that's Lion crazy. King. I think that's the only film that he ever won an Oscar for, right? Hans Zimmer. Oh, Hans, did he? For yeah. The Lion King? I think he won for The Lion King. I think that's the only Oscar he's wow. ever gotten. I bet you're That's crazy, but I bet you're right. That's crazy if that's true, though. I think wow. so. I'm going to look it up and see if yeah, I'm wrong, yeah, yeah. but, I, but I think no, it is, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Which is, okay. yeah, it's another one of those crazy things because he's done so many massively influential scores and he really sculpted the direction of of film scores you know zimmer's and i watched a concert that's on netflix of his for right two and a half hours i watched the entire thing it was incredible that's cool and i can't i can do that with him i can do that with john williams like mm -hmm. honestly even like morricone right. i don't know if i could sit through like a two and a half hour concert this has been a lot of fun man I, I i've enjoyed myself i hope you have too yeah definitely um, this is great yeah and you definitely I love know, talking scores and music. you know your stuff man. <laughs> you do Okay, so I mean, John Williams again, E.T. That's cool. So iconic. You got a big list. Yeah, this, I do. I, is, I'm always crazy. I, I see try... Dunkirk on there. Yeah, well, Dunkirk, <laughs> Sorry, Hans Zimmer. That's incredible. Yeah. That music is incredible. It's a great score. Yeah. yeah incredible. No, it's, it's really good. Jurassic... He was nominated for that. I think. He was. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Jurassic Park, we mentioned. Mm -hmm. Oh, Danny Elfman, Beetlejuice. Right. Yeah. I I love that score. Yeah. I'm not actually the biggest fan of Danny Elfman okay. because everything he does sounds the same to me. Okay. Um, it, it's quirky and weird, but in a different kind of way, I guess, than like Wes Anderson's guy does. But Beetlejuice, I love that score. It's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love that score too. Yeah. I, I, I like a lot of his earlier scores, like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands is yeah. great. Uh, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Right, or Nightmare Before Christmas is a great That's score right. too. Right, That's very iconic, yeah. Whereas I feel like his later scores sound less like Danny Elfman specifically. Because he did like yeah, one of the Spider-Mans, the I think, right? I think so. And, and he did... Uh, Planet of the Apes and... He did a Batman, didn't he? Yeah, well, he did oh, do the Batman He did Batman, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I think is quite good, actually. And, But it doesn't sound like that early. No, <laughs> you're right. Elfman. I mean, obviously, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it obviously can't at all. Yeah, yeah. It's true. <laughs> It'd be terrible. But but I, I like that 
original sound of his. I had to mention him as well because Elfman's so eclectic. Right. And Beetlejuice I love. Actually, I only have one more. And this guy's kind of very contemporary. Uh, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino of The Incredibles. Yeah. I mean, you've got a seven-year-old daughter. I've seen The Incredibles. (laughs) The music is phenomenal. And he did Up also. uh, He did do Up. That's right. He did Lost, I think, right? He did the entire I mean, that's that's how he... Yeah. That's one of his first things, right? Lost his big breakout. Yeah. Elias, Lost, but... And Felicity, but Lost, I, I actually love the music for Lost. Yeah. The, the score for Lost is incredible. Um, but talking of incredible. He's a great composer. But, but yeah. if, it's funny. I feel like Lost is very different than his scores. Because Lost, the music different. is a lot more stripped strip down and yeah. much more simplistic. And you can't really see his talents as a composer. I feel like as much on it that. It is very different. Whereas like those animated films that he does, you know, yeah. are so intricate and so you know yeah the scores are really well the incredibles is really fun it's, it's really fun like yeah. swingy right yeah you know it's so that, that's a lot of like what like horns and trombones and again I've a lot of percussion horns yeah. everything really yeah, i mean those scores the, just use massive you know it's the same score everything. in the incredibles too as well it's the same same uh, kind of thing know, i think they yeah. Used it. yeah it's fantastic all right man well that was my list anything else you want to say on music scores <laughs> for movies <laughs> Not necessarily. Any others I mean, come to mind? You, I, you had a great list. You really do. It was very <laughs> different, which I like. Thank you. No, I feel like uh, I'm glad that we had different lists because I feel like a lot of the stuff on your list is are are things that I would like to have, you know, given credit to. They're or, kind of a given. People would expect you. You can, but say I think it. but it's okay. No, 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 <laughs> no not not at it's all. True though. But I, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is like I feel bad that I didn't have these great composers that I respect so much. You know I mean? John Williams, Michael Giacchino, all those people are great composers that for whatever reason just didn't find their way on my list. But I I, think that's why the balance. Yeah. I I brought the obvious choices and then you put the spotlight on some, uh, some really good ones. Cause I'm not even kidding. The moment you said it, I was like, holy shit. And I thought of the music and the film. Mm -hmm. So I liked your list. Thank you. I think it was a good episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, it always fascinates me, and uh, I always find it quite surprising how excited I get into these subjects. I mean, obviously, this is your passion because right. it's your job. Yeah. But the truth is, I don't know anything really about composition. That's but cool. it's so, I mean, it's so intriguing. Yeah. I mean, it's such an intricate skill and talent. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it must be fascinating for you to sit down and talk to talk people yeah. from all facets of filmmaking and right. you know people who are ex or you know their whole lives yeah. is one specific area of filmmaking FX people makeup artists costume design composition yeah. and you really know your composition you know what i mean and you're also you're really classical mm. so it's quite different than the the more modern because some of the other composers i spoke to they were great but they were definitely much more modern inclined and right. you're, you're like operatic right uh-huh. like orchestral would that be correct i guess so yeah classic I mean, or that's like your sound like on some of the stuff it was very like orchestral which i thought was uh, it's beautiful oh thank you you're very good at it i mean i, I wish you all the success uh, you're definitely welcome back we'll find we'll find <laughs> some other subject to talk about and uh, people can find you ali helmwine.com ali helmwine.com yeah or all any social, social medias or whatever say nice <laughs> things he's a good man <laughs> all right buddy well that was fun yeah thanks for having me yeah this thanks great. for being on the show all right man take cool. care thank you good night everyone
Thanks again for listening to another new episode of Tony the Movie Guy, the podcast. Friendly reminders this week. You can follow Ali Helnwine on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Ali Helnwine. And check out his website, AliHelnwine.com. Those will be in the show notes below. You can also follow Tony the Movie Guy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tony the Movie Guy. Check out our website, TonyTheMovieGuy.com, and email us anytime with some feedback or suggestions for future episodes at TonyTheMovieGuyPodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, I want to remind you to please leave a five-star review Uh, on iTunes. They're really, really helpful and we really appreciate it. And we will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye.